love my delete later. I bloody hope you do. You can support our show by using the new ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. Just smash that link in the show description and support us now so we can keep making this podcast. Thank you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Might Delete Later with me, Stevie Martin, a person who feels social media is like when you sneeze and then it goes away and you and then you're like, what's happening? And you feel very sad and confused. And me, Jeannie Martin, who feels like it's like a giant heady sneeze that like sort of clears out your nose and it feels like, mm, and then you reset your whole body. Our guest today is my favourite comedian at the moment. He's absolutely excellent during lockdown he's basically uh so i don't know if you've heard of the platform twitch he explains what he does on there when we um record the episode but it's a platform that is basically for gamers ostensibly for years and years and years and now he's made it sort of like a comedy platform um his name's bill alzaffa and uh he's stand up but he's also just like smashing it on the online vibe land he's so brilliant you can watch it on uh twitch.tv slash zaffa cakes and you you can follow him on Twitter and Insta at Zaffer Cakes. Just really just Zaffer Cakes across the board, basically. He's a strong brand. Um, he also, like, he's a, you know, a proper good comedian as well. So once all the live stuff kicks off again and we can all go and see comedy, go and see him. Um, he got nominated for Edinburgh Fringe Best Newcomer in 2016. He's, like, been on stuff. He's written things for things. And it's a very well-researched intro. So I don't know why you're shaking your head. <laughs> Um, this episode was so fun because Bilal just kind of like messes with people on Twitter who are rude to him and sort of laughs about it and he has a very good outlook on it and also I think it's really interesting to talk about Twitch because we actually never ever talk about a different platform but Instagram and Twitter and I think it's probably going to take over the world. So before we start, Gina, what's in your drafts this week? Well, in my drafts this week is the fact that I was shadow banned from Instagram and I'm fine with it. What does shadow ban mean? So shadow ban means that when like a platform like I think it only really happens on Instagram, but basically what they do is they restrict your content so that anyone who doesn't follow you can't really find you. So for instance, if I typed in at CVM, yes, as a five, you wouldn't come up on the list of people until I typed in the entire name. And then also it demotes your content. So I used to get like thousands of likes and everything. And my engagement has soared recently and my followers have soared. And then the first post I post back got about a hundred likes and you can see that That's it's not reaching average. anyone um yeah but for 60 you know five thousand followers that's not great engagement um but yeah so there's just a real big dip and it's basically hiding you because you posted something that they would say is violating community guidelines how did you violate community guidelines gina well that's a great question stevie thank you i'll tell you and the the problem is is i didn't Mm. um a friend of mine called naomi she's at curvy naomi on instagram she naomi with a y 
she posted a photograph that she uh, had taken at a shoot with Alex Cameron, who's one of my favorite photographers. We've both been shot by Alex Cameron. She's amazing. She does confident shoots. She makes you feel so comfortable and she's so brilliant. She's an amazing photographer anyway. She shot everyone you've probably seen on Instagram, but Naomi did a shoot with her. This beautiful photo of Naomi on a stool, wrapping her arms around her body, um, over her breast. You can't see anything. There's no nipple yeah, on show. No clip. No, and it got taken down by Instagram for sexual explicit content. And that kept happening for five days. Naomi was shouting about it. Naomi has a big platform. So does Alex. And then the other day I was like, this is enough. Like it's been four days. So I posted like, hey, everyone, let's flood Instagram with these pictures of Naomi because they're not against community guidelines, but they're just censoring women who are black and exist in bigger bodies, a plus size, because there's a million photos of thin white women on Instagram. Playboy's Instagram is full (laughs) frontal nude photos. And obviously Naomi's is the most beautiful artistic photo. So we flooded Instagram with those photos. We started the hashtag, I want to see Naomi and Instagram obviously realized a lot of that content was coming from my account and they've shadow banned me. And honestly, like I heard a lot about shadow banning before and I was like, that would suck because I get, you know, it's a big part of my job Instagram. I don't care. Like it's, it's just an Instagram account and I see it as really petty and stupid. It's like, you're going to shadow ban me for sharing a picture of a beautiful woman on a stool. You'll, get you'll, your shit you'll together. back as well because yeah. they'll have to do something about this. Also, because I've, I've put it up um, in support and they didn't take mine down. They're taking down loads of them though. And I don't know if they've stopped doing that. But It's weird. It's like when you, it, that's the weird thing is that you're verified, I'm verified. What I noticed was a lot of the people they're not removing the pictures from are white people because no. they've never talked about cont- you know controversial issues on their Instagram before. But all my friends who talk about racism all the time, they put it up, gone within seconds, no notification. It's ridiculous. What's in your um, draft today and is it to do with shadow banning? It's not to do with shadow banning, but it is to do with battling some shadows. Okay, so <laughs> someone tweeted me the other day. Look, I don't even care. His name's Philip. I don't Philip. know. Philip. Out of nowhere, may I add, this is his tweet. All throughout my feed, it tells me what you've liked. You like some choice in apostrophes and then when he's like put a strike through through the word shit, stuff. Right. But I didn't. I literally did not know how to... Re- even react i was like i don't understand why like uh, that's how twitter works and also like nobody has told you to follow me thank you for your unsolicited opinion on my content phil the whole thing's so weird and uh my boyfriend immediately was like oh he's negging you he's doing (gasps) a thing that like because i don't know if anyone listening has uh read the game uh the pickup artist manual oh god um i haven't i I read it a bit (laughs) and i got so angry i had to stop um, I was eating too many crisps and I couldn't like balance it because I was so like, angrily eating crisps. Anyway, the point was, is that negging is this thing where you do in a group of people and if you like it, it's always men with women because they're like, <laughs> women love well, it. Well, it's like, misogyny. Shit. Yes. Um, and you are supposed to say something um, that's sort of like, like backhanded compliment, not, not nice, um, something that makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable or not like state, like a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? So that then when your next thing is nice, they sort of imprint upon you like a baby dinosaur. That's essentially the vibe. And I thought my my reply was really like sarcastic and like, but actually now I read it back, it looks like I'm really upset. So it was like, okay, sorry, you don't like stuff I like. Three, oh. three question marks and then an exclamation mark. Um, and what I meant, the, the it meant to be like this, uh, okay, sorry, you don't like stuff I like, but I, oh, it doesn't sound like that or read like that. Um, and then he put back, ha, no, it's great. And then like a smiley face with those little hands. Oh, that, like, God, shut you. up, Philip. <laughs> great. Firstly, 
Lovely. Thank you so much for doing our podcast, Bill Out. So exciting. Thank you for having me. So every week we like to do a feature about whether we would delete things. Gina, I'll ask you first, what would you like to delete this week? I'd like to delete the infestation of rats in my patio. (laughs) Um, I have a hole that has opened up in my patio and a family of rats have made their home Mm. under my patio. That's nice. Mm. We've spent the last four days on rat watch, trying to get them down the hole to concrete up the hole. So that's what I'd oh, like to do. Yeah, they're quite scary. They're not mm. great, but you know that's what I'd like to delete this week. That's very good, Bill. What would you like to delete this week? Not rats. Different thing. Anonymity online. Oh, okay. In terms of social media and stuff like Twitch and and things, because um, you'll always have the worst people saying stuff with no consequences. Basically. That's a great one. You know, I, I get that it wouldn't ever actually happen, but like, I feel like there'd be so much less trouble online because so much of it is people making, you know, anonymous accounts saying awful stuff that they'd never say. Um, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think some version of some level of verification would be good. Mm. Do you get a lot of that? I have done before, uh, mm. not recently, but I don't. I don't really argue on Twitter and stuff anymore like I used to, uh, and I used to sort of purposely wind people up. But um, you would get a lot, yeah. And if, if you got any press, basically, um, so when I did, I, I, I did little articles and stuff about like fasting and things, which I wouldn't, I'm not really interested in writing about now. But when I was sort of very new to comedy, I got asked to write random little bits about being Muslim for like the Independent or whatever, and I'd get loads of abuse online. But it was never someone who has a proper name or face. No, it's a, it's no, a dog. like Stevie says, they're just a Twitter egg. A Twitter egg, and, and then it's it's very galling because like an egg. An egg and an egg's actually <laughs> giving me shit, and that's upsetting. Stevie, what would you like to delete this week? I can't sleep uh, ever, and I got some. Um, uh, someone was like, oh, "You need to get, you need to buy magnesium sulfate." That was, was me. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> was it? I think it was. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Buy magnesium, it'll help you sleep." You, you, you gave me a hormone or something. Melatonin. Sorry, sorry. Melatonin. Mm. Yes. So I tried me- melatonin um, actually at the Edinburgh Festival 2019 and mm. I can't remember if it worked. I don't think it did, but I liked the, the vibe. So I just kept going. Right. Well, then someone else was like, this magnesium sulfate's really, really good because apparently like in some years, like, a- everyone's got a great reason for everything, you know, like apparently a melatonin imbalance does give you and so fine. Mine's not that. Mine's my brain. So unless you can take my brain out, put another brain in, <laughs> I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I spent like 17 pounds on a massive thing of magnesium sulfate and it uh, doesn't do anything. Oh, that's rubbish. I can't sleep. Yeah, but we're going to get onto that because I have a feeling that's got Good. something to do with your Twitch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us about your just general relationship with social with social media now. Like, how do you use it? It's a lot better for me now than it has been in the past. Right now, I pretty much just use it to promote stuff or to be silly mm-hmm. uh, and retweet the odd thing that seems important. Um, I used to use it in a way where I was like looking at it constantly, probably addicted to Twitter. I probably still am a little bit kicking off with people online, people that are saying stupid stuff. Kicking you know. off. Was that to generate material? No, 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 no. Stand up shows? Or were you just like... I don't know. You just see something. It's just that thing of Twitter, isn't it? Where something's trending like Nigel Farage or Katie Hopkins or something. And you'll see someone saying something dumb and then you'll slam them but then it will just keep going and people will and it will just be a thing and a lot of people still i know do that on twitter um i was a lot younger when this you know um i feel a bit more mature now i guess but i don't i don't sort of get into that now unless something unless i feel i really have to say something 
it's just stupid, isn't it, arguing online? It's futile. Mm. And also you used to be, you're obviously on Twitter, but then you started Twitch fairly yeah. recently. And I yeah. think for anyone listening that doesn't has never heard of Twitch before, can you give some context as to what it is and what you do on Twitch? Sure. So Twitch, I guess the best way to describe it is like watching YouTube, but it's live, sort of. Uh, and it's generally, it's a website made for um, live streaming games. So you'll have a lot of people playing all sorts of games. Um, and their head is usually like in the corner of the screen and they're just sort of talking over the top. That's become a thing that people absolutely love, which can't get into explaining why, because like, you know, my mum doesn't understand. But what I do is that I had to go at doing some of that stuff and I got a bit bored. So I created a thing where I play football matches uh, on a game from 2005, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 5. And I play the character of the football manager. So I wear a suit, even in this weather. Yeah, uh, no, Top half. I wear shorts on. But that, that's <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I play the character of football manager. So we have team talks, meetings. It's become a whole ridiculous. I, I'd say the best, the way to describe what I do now is like a, it's like an improvised interactive comedy show. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah. so good. Oh, it's also you. not just for people. So if you're listening to me, like, well, I don't really know about football. Like, it's not like they went on Family Fortunes the other week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in bonding. And also, one of the players is like possessed by Satan. Like, it's very. It's so surreal and so <laughs> silly. And also, like, it's so interesting to me because meme culture and just even the visuals of meme culture and the kind of like how you can like slap something together fairly quickly and it doesn't have to look polished or like a high production value like that's the joy of it is that it's done mm -hmm. quickly and it's interesting and funny and you never know where it's going to go I've loved seeing like comedians on there on Twitch because with the situation we're in now it must have been weird to try and have to adapt to doing stuff online and yeah. not getting any feedback or whatever when you're doing it on Twitter or anything it, it was weird. So like the start of lockdown was really tough for me. I think it, it probably, I know it has been for loads of people, but I imagine a lot of comedians were in the same situation where I was properly having like panic attacks at the start because I was meant to do the Edinburgh Fringe this year and I was going to do something a bit different and I was doing a paid venue for the first time. So it's going to be quite a big year. That was the plan. And then literally overnight, it just all vanished. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, yeah, I just thought I'd give this a go and it wasn't planned at all. Um, I used to, I think I was a bit of a snob, to be honest, towards online stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was so mm. proud of doing stuff live that I can be on stage. I'd look at YouTube. I kind of look down on YouTubers and stuff. Mm. Um, and I thought Twitch was the same, but it's a bit different because it is live. And yeah, it's different because you don't get, obviously you don't get laughs back, but the chat becomes the audience. And obviously over time you just kind of adapt to it. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Did you enjoy Twitter? I mean, you sort of have touched on this, but did you enjoy Twitter before Twitch? Like, even though, you know, you, you look back and like, oh, I wouldn't do that sort of stuff now. Like, at mm. the time, were you, like, having fun on Twitter? Because it seems like now you've kind of created what, I think in the episode where we spoke to and Andy Murray, like, same sort of thing. Like, you've created a community of people that all like the stuff that you like and mm -hmm. all kind of, it's like you're just, like, having a great time with your friends on Twitter now. Yeah, it's weird as well with Twitter, isn't it? Because you're pretending like you don't want retweets when you're on there. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely <laughs> But that's all, it is, isn't it? The whole point is to just show off how great and funny you are. And, like, before, so it's been a bit weird for me. So in 2016, I got an Edinburgh nomination thing, which is, like, very good PR for a comedian but that's kind of it so I had like nothing else really going on for a while um so I got all these Twitter followers suddenly not that I had like 4,000 I mean that's still good but like they weren't really that active 
so I could whatever I was tweeting it wasn't really getting much attention um so that didn't feel great and then now suddenly any nonsense I say <laughs> gets it's a lot like, of... it's incredible like this the amount of people like you'll say something and then they'll just add on to your joke and add on to mm. it and then they'll create content for you like around Pez United which is obviously your team on yeah. Twitch <laughs> like yeah. the the world it's created I don't think people quite understand it's like everything from like what they drink like how they dress like the the edits that cut down are like the montages you see on like the premier league like it's so oh, people good. are editing loads of videos and stuff it's insane the stuff animating stuff and um it's weird because i've made the thing what i've done is and like it wasn't intentional but i've got all these catchphrases and all this stupid stuff now <laughs> that it's like i am the football manager on twitter pretty much and yeah. everyone replying is in character as my yes. assistant managers which is so much nicer than what Twitter used to be, which was just having to see loads of like racism, you know, and, and like uh, I get really annoyed when someone does a crap tweet that gets loads of attention. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Which is always, like, which is always. Have you ever gone out with someone and they dump you, lol, and it's like 500,000? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, literally I that. Yeah, I have. And also as well, someone I felt quite attacked because somebody, um, Someone very that I respect and is very cool said something like, "Oh, I think it was Limmy, um, who I think is excellent." He said, "Like, do you know that it's actually so much harder to take off the auto caps lock, so to make it look like you've oh, you know, I like, saw that, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time." That's because, what I thought when I saw it. I thought about you. Yeah. I was like, I bet "Stevie's <laughs> going to be well upset by this." One. <laughs> I wasn't upset. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, because it just again it showed what. My, from my perspective, all I've done is gone like, "Oh, my tweets do better when they don't have a capital letter at the start." It looks it. better. What does that mean? But it's, I suppose it's that thing of just being like, oh, I just sort of like toss this one off. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rather than I've had it in the tweet drafts for a year and I've been like editing it and then it's like ready to go out in the world because that's lame. But then when you find, when he said that, I was like, oh, yes, again, my reasons for doing it are completely different. I'm doing it because I want people to like me and think mm. that I didn't try very hard. Um, yeah. But isn't that why we all do it? Yeah, yeah sort of true. All but of that shit. It's still self-loathing is there. Something I should have said before uh, about my relationship with social media is that I find it quite weird because like with Instagram and stuff, I'm not very, I've never been very good at it because I don't usually like my face that much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm not very good at, it's weird as well with Twitch now. Suddenly I don't care about filming myself as much as I did. Um, but before you can even see, I might have deleted them, but when I had to do little like tour show promo videos and stuff, I look so uncomfortable. It's weird that, isn't it? You just get so yeah. comfortable the more you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, on Instagram, you don't have to just put up pictures of your face. You could put up pictures of like... Grass. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, your best post. This took me uh, about three goes because I'm stupid. And then really laughed when me and Gina were like oh it, oh it's because it, you think he's gonna say that okay it's December 9th 2019 so nearly a Christmas tweet Monday joke for you my friend Gav died of indigestion I can't believe Gav is dead because <laughs> you think he's gonna say Gav is gone that's the joke right yeah yeah so I I, I just picked that I don't think it's my best tweet ever necessarily <laughs> but I like it because I think Twitter should be more stupid and uh people should be more I, more kind of silly on it. And I really like that tweet because of the amount of people that tried to correct me. <laughs> um, and I did it again. I, I just, I don't know. I used to do this a lot where I was just bored where I don't, again, I'm not sure why I did this joke, but I would pick someone who's specifically not English and I do quite a long tweet about them. Like um, they tell it like it is, they know what's what, blah, blah, blah. And best of all, he's English about like a Scottish guy. And the amount of people, I did it about Lorraine Kelly, that's it. Um, and best of all, she's English right at the end. The amount of people that correct you, I just find that so funny. Like, it's so clearly a joke. I don't know what it is. I, it's just people get wound up so easily and take things so seriously on Twitter. Like, yeah, I'd always do at the end of the tweet where best of all, he or she is English. I'd do a little British flag with the muscle flexing emoji. Oh, my I God. Don't know. Yeah. You just got the national front coming in. Just, I think it's yeah. so much harder to see, to have a, <clears throat> I, I feel like this whenever we do the podcast and people are like optimistic about things that I'm like, I hate that because it's just all about like perspective and, and it's so much nicer to see that as just funny because it is funny, mm. but it's just, I just get so, also I suppose actually Gina, the, what the, the ones that I get for so start are when like, I've actually said something serious because I never say anything serious. Oh. And I've actually done like something about as men abusing women in comedy for example and then there's loads of men being like actually i don't think this is bad and you're like you've just outed yourself mate like what yes. are you talking about oh, that, um, yeah that oh god that's frustrating and also i suppose as well there's an added element where it tends to be to be honest actually i don't know because it tends to be guys across the board anyway but for some reason when it's a guy telling you why your joke like uh, explaining your joke to you it becomes like oh fuck it becomes like a gendered thing when actually yes. it's, the men are doing that to all of the men as well <laughs> like, they're just going around trying to explain for so I suppose I get a bit like prickly about it just because there's been I've, after shows and stuff I have I used to have guys coming over and being like yeah it would be fun like well like it'd be, it'd be funny but you should probably not wear lipstick on stage and like all that so I get really like when guys trying to scrub a joke you've had too much of it so it's it becomes mm. your reaction is bigger because of the compounding effect no but that's fair enough that's, yeah. yeah yeah but I want to see it as fun now and be like <laughs> Like, just do that, that just do that just go, but <laughs> you're making but if you do like you say <laughs> you do a serious tweet and if anyone is annoying, yeah, I get annoyed at people if they. I've not done a serious tweet for a while. I don't think. No, I think I've but, done one in my whole life. In your whole life, yeah. But um, yeah, I think you should do some where you purposely get stuff wrong just to see I'll what try. happens. That'd be fun. Um, I want to see that. And then double down. That's what I do. Um, when when people are like Lorraine Kelly, like one, she's Scottish. Two, da da da, like a long list. And I'd say, and I just 
quote tweet them back and like correct each point and be like, well, I know her personally. <laughs> she is English. <laughs> Just, I, you know, and I'm clearly, jo- and it says I'm a comedian on my thing. But it's that gut reaction thing. That's what Twitter mm. is. People don't, it's, the amount of times as well that I've seen um, someone's written an article and then someone's been like, I have actually a, a, a bone to pick with this. I haven't read the article, oh. but I'd be like, what are you doing? That's like, bonkers. what are you doing? Yeah. That's my favourite slash worst thing, I suppose. No, it's very annoying, Twitter. I remember seeing a thing, I don't know if I read it or what, but um, about how Instagram is considered the worst for mental health. Mm. Um, obviously, it depends how you use it. I guess you get the whole body image thing with Instagram and stuff. But for me, Twitter has been awful Like at points. You know? I find it harder for my head, Twitter. Yeah. I feel like you, if you create a community, I don't know if this is true or not, this is, you know just an opinion share an opinion here but like if i've created a community on instagram and it feels like that community is harder that bubble is harder to pop and way less often a load of random people come in and just upset everyone whereas on Mm. twitter if i whisper the word trans i get absolutely piled on by people who don't believe trans people should have human rights whereas that just doesn't happen to me on instagram it's almost like the algorithm or the way the platform works makes it way harder for me to create a community of like supportive people on twitter whereas on instagram kind of just stays as it is but also on twitter people search for words so there's people searching for trans to just kick off with everyone that's so it's true so oh, weird didn't even think of that how shouldn't that be in your life right so your first tweet uh, basically you were tweeting loads of comedians and uh, sort of saying nice that like nice supportive things a lot of people who start uh, their first tweet and when we find their first tweet and they're on this podcast, they're often saying things like, hello, Twitter, here I am. Or they're trying to tweet something. Whereas you, it was literally like, you're like, hello, can I come to your party? Do that, <laughs> I'm here now. Um, and so uh, your first tweet was to uh, Ray Peacock, who is a comedian. And it says, and you say, please do another tweet and then another at me and I will have got your 10,000th tweet. <laughs> so that was then- 2012. He did that. I would have been in my second year of uni at the time. My favourite one is the third one you did, which is uh, You've Been Dead. Can you help me get some followers? I have six. I'm a lovely bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Was that to Ed Ed Gamble? It was. I remember doing it. So I think I was doing that in the tone that their podcast was in. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I used to really like their podcast when I was, yeah, they stopped doing it. Okay, that's not too bad, though, as first week. You're just like a lovely um, fan boy you know that's what you can come off like do you remember getting your first like twitter account do you remember like why you went on twitter was it a thing like i should do it everyone else is doing it or like yeah it was something i should do it it was so what was it like then it was very different when i joined so i didn't join at the very beginning of twitter but i'm sure that when i joined there was a it was a lot more fun it was a lot of people just doing one-liners yeah not like what it is now (laughs) yeah um yeah i just thought i just thought join it and have a go um and also I don't remember if wait 2012 I think I might have been just about getting into stand-up and I thought that's a good way to try and promote gigs and meet people and stuff absolutely yes great networking networking on that that point though your your next tweet which is your worst post that you oh yeah 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 was just won the stand-up competition in the Liverpool Rawhide Raw Club so don't worry about me kiss don't worry about me why don't you like this tweet yeah. So it's partly because it's a bit of a lie. Oh, because <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. Um, it was like there's there was a, one of those like gong show type gigs in Liverpool. So I was living in Bolton at the time for uni, and I so I used to travel around the northwest to gig quite a lot, uh, just like open mics. 
And this gig, there was like, I don't think there was an audience. I can't remember. It was like one or two people. And it might have been like four comedians, one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I and, see. I, and I was like, I wonder, worry about me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it's like I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just that thing of um, it just reminds me that tweet of how much you're trying to impress everyone all the time, and especially when you start stand up and there's all these other comedians, you're like, I just want a competition kind of thing, and it's just it makes me cringe. Like I realized, like at the Edinburgh Fringe, I I remember that my first year went very very well. Like I got very lucky with stuff, so I was selling a lot of tickets and stuff. And I think it was, I can't remember a show before or after me or whatever that was, they were struggling a little bit. And then that's when I realized that I don't need to tweet about selling out because I don't need to promote my show if it's sold out. And also I'm just going to make other comedians feel bad, yeah. which definitely enough comedians don't think like that because it's just, especially around Edinburgh time, it's yeah. just bragging, which is fine to promote stuff. But sometimes it's like, come on, you didn't need to do that brag but your show was about i've just realized as well your oh, yeah. show was about social media because yeah. your handle so do you want to explain that because yeah, that's sure. an excellent story i know you've talked about it loads but my twitter handle is zaffa cakes and what happened was is that this thing uh, i think it was i don't remember if it was trending if it was very popular but it was boycott muslim businesses started to get loads of pop quite popular on twitter and uh my brother's on Twitter as well, and we find that kind of stuff quite funny. Like we we like you know we we've done a lot of winding people up before, but he just tweeted, um, "Everyone boycott Zaffa Cakes. It's a cake shop in Bristol. <laughs> it refuses to serve non-Muslims with the hashtag boycott Muslims." And I was like really like laughing, and then suddenly loads of tweets started actually pouring in because he had like what we mentioned before, he had an anonymous kind of Twitter account. He had like a football account that he didn't really use much so then people just assumed that oh this guy's telling the truth and then that became the show I just went along with it and that was that thanks but it's weird because um I feel like racism is way more mainstream now (laughs) than it was when I did that show do you did you still get that shit when did it stop it was like a month it was like a month of it um and it was really funny because even when it became clear that it wasn't real people were still angry but that was all again i think a bit like how i mentioned that twitter is more fun now that i'm usually a football manager um sort of a character it was weird because it was really funny because i was a cake shop owner in bristol where i hadn't even been i'd never been there before which was partly funny uh what made it funnier um I think because of that, because they weren't attacking me, they were attacking a guy that doesn't exist. And I would purposely spell stuff wrong uh, to make them think my English was bad, which was just really funny to me at the time. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. Um, whereas I think it must be really different if someone is just attacking you. Yeah. To be honest, now I'm a lot, not that I get loads of it, but if I, if someone says something nasty, I just mute them. Yes, I don't, it's know. really good. That's probably a way healthier way of dealing with it than engaging. Thank you so much, Bilal. That was Thank really you. fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I love doing, I love being on podcasts that I've listened to. And then your own name pops up in your... Oh, that's best. joy. Yeah, that's joy. Like you've subscribed yeah. and you wake up and it's your own name on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, what an absolute, absolute charming episode there. I just, I love him. I'm such a big fan. I was like a fangirl the whole time. He's so funny and like, he's just his facial expressions and he's just such a nice dude. I love that. Again, too much. Yes. Please do follow Bilal. Um, he's at Zaffa Cakes across the board, Twitter and Instagram. And also uh, on Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash Zaffa Cakes. Please do also follow us at Mike Delete Later Pod on Instagram and Mike Delete Pod on Twitter. Gina, hit me with the email. The email is MikeDeleteLaterPod at gmail.com and you can send us any guests you'd like to see on the podcast. And also any funny first tweets cringy instagrams anything you think we'd like to see of yours like don't just like dob people in. oh yeah don't just dob people in yeah it's got to be your own and also remember social media can be fun it can be exciting it can be instagram twitter but it can also yeah, be Twitch. but it can also be like philip why are you necking me we'll see you next week we hope you enjoyed this episode bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.